<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Filling in for Andrew Tallman, I'm Jesse Edwards. I'm Maura Curry. And I'm Tommy O'Connor. We are the producers here at Newsweek Radio and Podcasting, and while Andrew is out this week on vacation, we decided to crash The Daily Break until he returns on Monday. But for now, here's what we have going on today at Newsweek. More than 400 of the biggest companies in the world, including Netflix, Spotify, Ikea, have reacted to mounting international pressure to suspend or withdraw their business from Russia since the invasion of Ukraine on February 24th. Some giant multinational chains like McDonald's, Starbucks, and Burger King have temporarily halted operations there, sending a strong signal of their support for Ukraine, but not Subway. With 446 franchised shops across the country, Subway is so far refusing to sever ties with Russia. Calls to boycott the company have been spreading like wildfire on social media. Am I the only person here who would not be all that torn up about boycotting Subway out of existence? I guess I've naturally been on a boycott for Subway. Do people care about Subway that much? It's a sandwich. I, I take it you guys aren't fans of Subway. I'm a Jersey Mike's guy. I'm not a sandwich gal, so... What's up with that? A part of it is that I don't like deli meats. Um, I am a meat eater. I am not a vegetarian or a vegan. But I don't like deli meats. I don't care for like American cheese. I don't like mayonnaise. And so all of that sort of combined means I have stayed away okay, from I'm sorry I asked. the Jimmy John's and the Subways <laughs> and the No, 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 it's fine. Tom I will happily speak up for all of the people in the world who are afraid to say that they don't like sandwiches. Tommy, wh what were you saying? You're a Jimmy John's guy? Oh, I'm a I'm a Jersey Mike's guy. I'm a Jersey Mike's guy. Jersey Mike's, right. I forget about that. Yeah, I know. You know what? That I love it. I love an underdog. Uh, but yeah, there was one across the street from me when I lived in New York and it was it was it was good. They would give out free sandwiches from time to time. I am a little rattled over the fact of how somebody cannot be a sandwich person. I understand that you just laid out a very reasonable argument. It's more about the individual components for her, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not it's not that in principle I don't like the idea of a sandwich. I love the idea of a sandwich and I'll do like a BLT occasionally. I'll do like a Thanksgiving leftover melange on bread, right? I'm not opposed to the format. It's just that like the fast food model for sandwiches, not my thing. Though I will say uh, sandwiches, I feel like hold a close place to my heart. One of the one of the <laughs> moments where I knew that <laughs> that I enjoyed working here was when it was like a few months ago and Jesse had asked me to do something. Uh, and I didn't do it because I was going and making a sandwich. And then when he checked in with me about a half hour later asking why I didn't do it, I was like, sorry, I was making lunch. I was making a sandwich. And Jesse was like, never mind. I love sandwiches. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, my God. I I'm getting older, right? I'm like 42 now, if I remember correctly. And I, the older I get, the more I find that a good and a well-placed sandwich in the day can kind of change your entire outlook on life for at least an hour or two. <laughs> There are lots of things that can do that, though. And it changes over time. What sandwich does it for you today doesn't necessarily do it for you tomorrow. My college student center had a subway on the ground floor. And so anytime you walked into that building in any location, you would be punched in the face with like the abstract smell of subway. And I can't explain it. 
but you know exactly that smell. It's the same smell. It's weirdly powerful. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so I, I had my fill of the subway smell. Yeah, every chain does definitely have its own kind of smell for sure. But the subway one is a very specific kind of... Oh, for sure. You know, sandwiches and bleach kind of smell, I guess it is. It's not bad, but it's definitely... I could pick it out of the smell lineup. Anyway. Oh, for sure. There's other things going on in the world today. Let's check in with Tommy. A story that I think hasn't been getting a ton of attention, and, and that's part of what I want to talk about, is WNBA player and Olympic champion Brittany Griner has found herself as kind of a Russian prisoner hostage after being found going through a Russian airport with hash oil in her backpack. That offense has landed her in prison and people aren't really talking about it as much as Representative Cori Bush would like. Taking to Twitter the other day, she said, we cannot ignore the fact that if Brittany Griner wasn't a black woman, it would be plastered across the news that she's being held as a political prisoner in Russia. Free Brittany Griner. Now, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I feel like there has been uh, in the past, outcries on social media about how black women in particular, when they go missing or when there's a major story involving something that happened to a black woman, it doesn't get the press that maybe it would have if a white woman went missing. I think the, the Gabby Petito story comes to mind. But ESPN investigative reporter TJ Quinn has kind of an interesting caveat specifically to the Griner situation that kind of adds a little context to Cori Bush's comments, basically saying that Brittany Griner and the people close to her don't want her to become a political prisoner because if she becomes a political prisoner and if a big uproar is made, then her life is basically in the hands of Vladimir Putin. He can decide I want to make an example of her because she's a powerful cultural symbol. You know, she's a 6'9", black, gay American woman. The Russian government might not particularly like that. And so Quinn is arguing that the U.S. government is involved, things are happening, but they're trying to keep a low profile because they don't want that attention. They don't want anyone to make a symbol out of her, which I thought was a really interesting caveat to this. I mean, we obviously want to see her come home safe. On the other hand, it's probably not the most intelligent thing to go to Russia with uh, cannabis or hash or weed or whatever in your pocket. Well, so we should clarify here that that is information that the Russians released about a month after she was detained, ah, okay. right? According to the Russians, she was found with hash oil. It should be noted that Brittany Griner has been playing basketball in Russia for years in her off season. Lots of WNBA players go to Eastern Europe to play in the offseason because it's lucrative and they don't make as much as NBA players. And it's not even close. Yeah, no, it's not even close. And so I find it a little bit hard to believe that someone who has been going to Russia for several years, who knows the rules, who has never gotten in trouble for this before, suddenly, coincidentally, on the cusp of an invasion, got stopped at an airport and happened to have hash oil. It's totally possible, obviously, but I... I think we should take that with a grain of salt, uh, as we should pretty much anything Russian officials tell us. A grain of salt or a gram of cannabis. See, exactly. Boom. Probably both. Yeah, I, right. It does feel a little bit too perfect, right as Russia starts to get into the headlines, right as, you know, the world starts to back Ukraine. It's like, oh, shoot, Brittany Griner is now in a Russian prison. And Said, it supposedly will be until I think it was May 17th. Even then, they're not certain that, you know, on May 18th, she'll be coming home. So it's it's kind of a weird situation that I agree with Cori Bush needs to be kind of more front of mind for people. I'm worried. I am worried about that. Yeah. At the same time, I get, though, yeah, I'm worried. And I do get the argument that we should not make her a martyr 
in advance, because the moment we do that, Russia is going to, you know, feel vindicated for having taken her into custody and will use her as a pawn even more so than she already is. Yeah, martyrs don't usually have stories that end well. And I have very much enjoyed Brittany Griner's, uh, you know, career impact and, and what she stands for. I, I would hate to see, in terms of a figure for this to happen to, it's it's scary and it's it sucks. And in slightly more uplifting news, we're gonna leave Russia and go to Peru. Ding, 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 new critter alert. Paleontologists in Peru have announced the discovery of a huge fossil of a marine monster, by which they mean a giant predatory whale who was alive millions of years ago. Um, and so this thing is part of the Basilosaurus family and is distantly related to dolphins and whales as we know them today. But unlike those guys, this creature was like the size of a bus and had rows and rows of huge sharp teeth like you would imagine a shark has. And those huge sharp teeth it used probably to eat megalodons and tuna. Subway sandwiches whole schools of sardines and probably Subway sandwiches. <laughs> and so this is huge because there, first of all, there is no other fossil of this particular species anywhere else in the world. It's super well preserved. You can see in the pictures that uh, even though it's been at the bottom of a desert for many, many millennia, it has perfectly preserved teeth. And you know, you can see the sort of outline of its face. And so I don't know about you guys, but my inner seven-year-old boy absolutely comes out when we talk about dinosaurs and, and fossils. I just, I go nuts for this every single time. Um, so favorite dinosaurs? Uh, Stegosaurus, mm. easy. Or Triceratops, I take it back, Triceratops. <laughs> oh my, well, so it wasn't that easy, was it? I love all dinos. Do you? <laughs> I'm a big dino guy, <laughs> big dino guy. When I was in college, they sent out an email that was like, come, to Dinosaur Park in Connecticut, and we'll go look for dinosaur. There weren't like a ton of dinosaur bones in Connecticut, but I I was like, this is awesome. I'm signing up, and it was like me and one professor just like drove to Connecticut and looked for dinosaur bones that weren't there. Uh, so <laughs> if you're wondering how committed or how excited I am, yeah, I guess I I'm also <laughs> in that seven year old boy uh, mentality. It also just goes to show that I'm very thankful. That the world is a lot, I mean, the world's scary, but it's not like as scary as it was, I think, 65 million years ago. <laughs> I'm very happy we evolved. Yeah, this thing looks like a giant ocean alligator, basically. I mean, there's a picture of this dude laying down next to it, and it's it's probably twice the size of a giant alligator, if you could imagine. And that's, that's large. The interesting thing here is where this was found, it used to be a deep, shallow ocean in southern Peru, and so... Where this was found is actually like a sort of gold mine of evolutionary sort of middle steps and missing pieces. And so this guy is one of those, but there's a ton of stuff being uncovered there, like little whales with four legs um, and whales who could walk on land. Because, of course, as evolution nerds will tell you, mm, land whale. <laughs> yes, mammals were on land, they had hooves, and then they went back into the ocean. And I love that for them. We evolved out of the ocean and then we went right back in. And I think that's marvelous. I don't like it up here that much. I don't like it up here that much. I'm going back. I mean, and whales are scary, like as is, you know, they get kind of like the gentle giant image, but you see these videos online of like the, the killer whales that can knock over a boat or just like how messed up they are to, to other creatures sometimes. That might also be dolphins. I feel like dolphins are also mean to other animals, but like- Yes, for fun, for sports. Yeah, like, so <laughs> I, I can't imagine like if this thing, if it was as smart as a dolphin, big as a whale, and like 
as intimidating as a crocodile. Whew. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I just love the thought of angry dolphins. They're so pleasant looking and happy, but just to know that they might molest you at any given moment if you're swimming Oh my with God, them. they're awful. They're really <laughs> awful. And killer whales too. Um, living in Washington state, we hear a lot about killer whales, like hunting boats, not because they have any intention of doing anything. They just think it's funny that you're scared. Yeah, they're not good people. Whales are terrible people. They're not good people. <laughs> no, we hate to bag on whales. There are plenty of stories of whales <laughs> Saving people's whales. lives and all sorts of, yeah. Yeah, not to alienate the whale audience. <laughs> In any case, be sure to head over to Newsweek.com to take a look at what Newsweek is offering today, including our growing podcast lineup. And consider subscribing to our digital and print editions of Newsweek. And be sure, if you like The Daily Break, to subscribe and give us your five-star review if you haven't already. In for Andrew Tallman this week, I'm Maura Curry. I'm Tommy O'Connor. And I'm Jesse Edwards. This has been The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.